bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie, being fired by the politics. Black in the night, who day? Who day? Who day? Okay, bench warmers. Now that we got that out of our system, oh, that was much needed. I don't know about you. I had a long week. That oh, lot lot of heartache during the entire game was on the phone with my bank line for like the entire second half. So I was, I was listening to half the game, half listening to the whole music. Uh, But Oh my gosh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the AFC championship game for the first time since 1998 first playoff win in 31 years. And we follow that up with the first franchise road playoff victory. Wow. Uh, Just Real quickly, everybody who is tuning in on our uh, Instagram live at FUOTB pod, shout out you guys once again. We'll have at least another one of these uh, coming up next week, depending on how the Bengals do in the AFC championship game. Obviously, uh, we get to talk about this divisional round game against the Titans. It was tightly contested. It was uh, drama down to the last second. I did not expect having a kicker being drafted in the fifth round for your team to be like the, the catalyst, the nail in the coffin. But here we are. We're sitting here. Shooter McPherson is the reason that the Cincinnati Bengals have won two playoff games in 2021. In 2022, I guess you want to go by calendar year. But just I guess we'll start off with just the, the insane feeling that I have currently, knowing that my team is going to be in the AFC Championship, especially during the season that I did not – did not expect this. I put out the video last week, and I, I was the one putting it out. I said very easily I was more than happy with my Bengals prediction of them winning just seven games not being true. I was more than happy not having that be a thing, and I was not expecting AFC Championship to come out of this. I was not expecting anything as to what I, I've been witness to so far, but let's get into the Bengals and the Titans notes. Uh, one thing I had going into the game, question from on my mind, were the Titans going to believe the hype? The Titans have been the number one seed, got the bye in the playoffs. Everybody's talking about how Derrick Henry was coming back. That's going to energize this team. Uh, Julio Jones being fully healthy. That was a, a big thing coming into the game. And obviously the Bengals coming off of a win that last week, everybody expected coming into this round of the playoffs. It was almost a foregone conclusion that the, the Bengals didn't know what they were going to have to do. They didn't know how they were going to be able to beat a team in the divisional round of the playoffs. They haven't done it since 1988, since there were only 30 teams in the NFL. So they were not necessarily thought of as going anywhere post this game I said last week I during portions of the game last week I thought that they were going to get absolutely boat raced in this game it didn't happen um during portions of this this game I was thinking the winner of this game was going to get absolutely demolished by whoever comes out into the other side of the game uh but really starting off in the first quarter Jesse Bates kicking off the first play of the game with an interception Jesse Bates has been one of the more underrated cornerbacks underrated or excuse me safeties 
underrated defensive backs in the NFL players in the league. The Bengals still have not signed him to a long-term deal. I don't know why he was one of those first round picks where initially you look at it and you go, I I don't know if we should have picked him, especially in that spot in the draft. And he's turned out to work just as well. I think, you know, Nico would say Justin Simmons is the best safety in the league. I think it goes uh, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, especially if you put those two as a tandem, they're number one. If you combine those two, I think Justin Simmons and Jesse Bates are the next best defensive backs, next best safeties in the AFC. And I think in the league also as a whole, you can maybe throw Antoine Winfield Jr., but it's still early for him. Jesse Bates has been doing this now for his fourth year in the NFL, being one of the top guys patrolling the center of the field. And that was a huge difference in the game today, obviously him with the, the early interception. Joe Burrow uh, was struggling all throughout the game, but especially early on with the Titans defensive scheme, a lot of showing blitzes, a lot of bluffing the blitz and then dropping back out into uh, zone coverage, zone type of look. And obviously that's going to be what bottles up these receivers that can win one-on-one matchups when you're not giving them a one-on-one matchup. So Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins all had to kind of go back to the drawing board and reassess how they were going to attack this Titan defense because it was very clear they wanted to press Joe Burrow. They wanted to make him think that they were going to throw a lot of pressure at him. In the end, it didn't really matter if they threw pressure at him or not. Burrow was sacked nine times. I think that is the NFL record for amount of times being sacked and then continuing on and winning the playoff game. Uh, The Tennessee Titans – their defense, the Tennessee Titans defense, was as advertised. Nico and I talked about it last Wednesday on the podcast. You guys should go back and check it out, episode 74, if you haven't listened or listened to the episode coming up because I'm sure we'll have this conversation again. The Tennessee Titans, especially defensive front, the front four with Jeffrey Simmons, um, and I'm, I'm blanking on uh, Melvin Ingram. There, there's, other, there, there's other pass rushers on this team that I, I'm not able to uh, just kind of pick out from the top of my head at the moment. This team was as advertised, and they definitely were deserving of being the number one seed. When you think about the way you kind of got to put yourself back in the mindset of how the season was ending, going into that first ever week 18, the Bengals were five and two. They ended up losing to the Browns. The Titans got lucky and had both the Bills and the Chiefs choke down the end of the end of the season. So they were in the spot where if they won. Their final game against the Houston Texans, which, I mean, who who besides, I think, like three teams this season could lose to the Houston Texans, and the, the Tennessee Titans took care of business. So I'm not going to say that they weren't a valid number one seed. I think that this is a valid playoff win. This is 110% the game where whoever did win, now they we're going to get the media saying, oh, well, the NFL doesn't really want so-and-so to win. It was the Titans or the Bengals going into the weekend. Obviously, now we know that it's the Bengals. Uh, I would say, honestly, that the Bengals need to stop trying to settle for field goals, but especially early on when that's all the points that you can get. And it was all the points that anybody could really get because the Bengals defense stepped up too and has been playing outside of their minds the last couple of weeks. We have a, mo- a kicker that's money like Shooter McPherson able to just sit back there and, and pound 45 to 55 yard field goals. It definitely helps when your defense is playing on the way that it is, because let's, I did not expect a three turnover day from the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I did not expect Turbo Tannehill to make those kinds of mistakes. Now, did I think Turbo Tannehill was a good enough quarterback to beat this Bengals defense? This Bengals defense is, is talent. Let's just put that out there right, right from the bat. 
This is the best $100 million that has ever been spent in the city of Cincinnati with the acquisition of Trey Hendrickson, the acquisition of Larry Ogunjobi, the Mike Hiltons, the Chidobe Awuzie's, all of these all of these guys. And then you have two linebackers that you drafted in Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt, who have two of the biggest interceptions in franchise history on some of the final drives that the defense was out there for the last two weeks of the season. This is a damn good football team. This is a damn good Coaching staff, Lou Lamarillo, the the offense has been getting a lot of praise, especially with the numbers that Burrow was putting up down the stretch of the season. Lou Lamarillo, when he was hired as the defensive coordinator, I'm fairly certain I was not happy with it. I wasn't happy with any of the coaches that were hired when the Cincinnati Bengals turned over that Marvin Lewis staff. And I've been continuing to get proven wrong, and I will continue to take it if this is what it means to be proven wrong. When Zach Taylor is able to lead the offense and do just enough, they scored one touchdown. There were two offensive touchdowns scored in the entire game. The rest of the points were all field goals made. Nobody got into the end zone. The coaching staff figured out a way to be able to get past that and get themselves into a position where now we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals going into the AFC playoffs, or excuse me, the AFC championship. And it's not going to be an easy game once again. You're going to have to earn it. That's the good thing about the AFC this season is that whatever happens in the postseason, you have earned whatever round you've made it to. That was two dogfights the Cincinnati Bengals had to go through. And there's talk about whistles. I think that you probably saw two or three calls that were makeups for Whistlegate from last week's Raiders game. But now the Bengals have beaten the Las Vegas Raiders at home, breaking the 31-year playoff curse. They've beaten the Tennessee Titans on the road, winning the first road playoff game in franchise history. They have now made it back to the AFC championship for the first time since 1988. And Boomer Esiason was a youthful starting quarterback for the franchise. And we are in a damn good position. Whoever comes out of the other side to win this thing and go on and play in the Super Bowl. I am not by any means saying I expect a Super Bowl run coming from the Cincinnati Bengals, but damn it, I am going to take what I can get. And right now, there are definitely ways I could see the Cincinnati Bengals beating both the Kansas City Chiefs and beating both the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk more about that. You guys got to listen to the podcast coming up on Wednesday. This is going to kind of wrap things up here for my initial reaction. I have the video out there. I was stunned and shocked. I thought that there was going to be another timeout called. Tennessee Titans opted not to do that. And oh my goodness, I got to see just... Last week was one of the best moments in, in the history of myself watching football and being a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals. And then tonight, just added on top of that, it was a beautiful thing to be able to witness. I'm glad uh, we were able to get it on camera and to get it out and show you guys. I'm glad I was able to get this done and get a little bit of a reaction done for what turned out to be probably one of the best nights of my NFL fandom experience of, of all time. So I thank everybody for tuning in. Obviously, follow us on our social media at Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Far End of the Bench. Ring the notification bell. Leave a like, a comment. Uh, if you leave a review and a five-star rating on the podcast, we'll be shouting you guys out and reading them live on the podcast. We'll always interact with everybody. Uh, myself, my co-host, Nico Bryant, every single Wednesday, new episodes drop in our YouTube videos. Excuse me, come out throughout the rest of the week. So be sure to subscribe, follow us, all that great stuff, and check out the podcast every single week. But for that, myself, Jimmy Pilato. We will see you over on the Far End of the Bench podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next time. This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing. When the night is cold and low.
Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them prices and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts.